Welcome to the latest episode of the Tech Post podcast with me, Shawnee Ryan, where we cover what's happening in the world of technology. Tech Post is brought to you in association with Limerick City Community Radio. If you have any topics you want covered, please get in touch with us by emailing techpost at limerickpost.ie. So uh, this week, we're going to start off with an interview that I did with Alex Thornton from Activity CRM. So let's just go straight into it and find out all about what Activity can provide. Okay, I'm joined now by Alex Thornton from Activity. And Alex, uh, Activity are a CRM company, and uh, I just want, can you give me a bit of background on to Activity and your role there? Yes, of course, and um, thank you very much, Johnny, and uh, welcome to all your listeners. So, I work for a company called Activity CRM. It's a what we call a, a software solution company based up in Dublin and also uh, offices down here in Clare. My role is sales. And in its very basic terms, I go out, introduce the technology to companies, uh, promote the benefits, the features and functions, and how our solutions will help their businesses become better organized for better business results. Very simple. Okay, right. So, for the listeners now, can you explain to them what uh, Activity does and what the CRM and how you can help their business? Yes, of course. Um, so, let's start with a little bit of background on Activity. So, Activity has over 30 years' experience of providing solutions um, right across all verticals, all market sectors, uh, to all types of companies, whether it's a sole trader up to the multinationals and we work across the whole of Ireland, UK and across Europe as well. So we spend a lot of our time looking at companies, sitting down with them, working with them, consulting with them and identifying the gaps within their processes and procedures and the way that they manage not just their customers and their prospects and their business, but how they can improve on that. How can okay. they make savings and how can they make money? Which okay. is the key factor to any business. Okay. So we use a CRM. So we use a CRM from a world leading developer called Maximizer based out of Toronto in Canada. And we use it as a foundation. Right. Now the thing with a CRM, I think whether your listeners know what a CRM is or not, the acronym CRM is a customer stroke contact relationship management platform. Right. And a lot of your listeners may or may not be using a CRM, but they are, and they may not know that. In the most simplistic of CRMs, Outlook is a CRM. Okay, Outlook, the email program. That's right. So Office 365 incorporates Outlook. Within the Outlook, you can list all the contacts. You can save all your contacts in there. You can also send emails through that. That, in its simplistic form, is a CRM. It's it's able to manage your contacts and manage communications. Right. Okay. So, But but a, a true CRM does a lot more than that. And the main features of a CRM are that it allows a company to manage each element across the company business, so the different departments. 
So you have your sales department, you have your marketing department, you have your administrations department, and again, you also have an, a finance department. Yeah. And the customer service department. And again, it doesn't matter whether you're a, a sole trader or a multinational. The difference being a sole trader puts many hats on. Yeah. The corporates have managers heading each of those departments up. Yeah, I've often broke down businesses to that, like when I've been talking to people that have been broken it down to kind of sales, admin, finance and production is what I call. And, and production is any service or product you provide. And in, in essence, especially sole traders, that's really the three areas that you've got really so and as you grow you add in more areas and into into the business so but they're broadly around those three so so the crm your crm allows people to manage those areas better and more collaboratively is it that is correct so if i if i do a little bit more breakdown on our crm so our crm is is unique compared to other platforms around the market in that it's a complete out-of-the-box solution. Right. So the main key functions of the CRM, which relates to the key functions with any business, any organization. And again, as you mentioned, it doesn't matter what the products you might be providing or even the services you provide. Yeah. Uh, so we offer uh, the contact management and that will manage all your customers, your prospects, your suppliers, and even your staff as well. So there's a HR element into it. Then there's the sales management side. Mm -hmm. And that is managing the leads, um, opportunities, your pipeline, your revenue forecasting. Right. And again, key to any business because it's not always about what you've earned today. It's more about what can you earn tomorrow. Yeah. That's the longevity of any business. It's that future planning. Then we have the marketing management. And that is the ability to be able to target specific audiences, um, do mass marketing, run marketing campaigns, okay. and also to be able to get results from your marketing activities. And be able to track that. whether they're working or not. Exactly. Okay. And again, it also helps with when you target audiences that you're not sending information to one person that has no relevance to what, you, what your message is. So it's much more effective that you're going to get a greater result, a greater hit, greater return on your marketing. We also then have the customer service management, and that is the ability to create ticketing, um, monitor issues, do escalations, all the way to resolve, and of course be able to run reports on all of that. Yeah. And we also have history management. To me as a salesperson, History is the most important thing I need to know about any of my contacts, whether they're a customer, a prospect, or a lead. So being able to have a centralized location of the entire history relating to that, that contact, that company, is important. Yeah. That's all the communications, letters, emails, text calls, okay. um, everything. And then we also have the dashboard and reporting capability, which allows individuals to have quick oversight, quick overview as to what is happening within the business, be able to drill down into the data for specific aspects, and also produce necessary reports if it's a large organization to management to the board. Okay. 
I think um, as businesses grow, I've often seen the, the one man band who kind of has it all up here in his head because he's dealing with everything. And as they grow, that actually history side of things gets forgotten about because he never had to write, write it down before. And then once there's two, three, four, four people in the company that they forget about that area and then nobody knows what was being said last week or even last year to the customer and then the customer saying oh your man did that deal for me and the person's oh i'll have to go and talk to tom or whoever and it's all because the one guy had it all up here and he forgot to let everybody else know about what was happening so this sounds like a real solution to that to the history you're absolutely right and there's a key key aspect to that which is the, the sharing of information yeah. that's the knowledge base and there's nothing more embarrassing and again being a salesperson i've been in the situation quite a few times where um i've had a conversation with a contact we've agreed something yeah but i've forgotten to note it okay and one of my colleagues gets the phone call from that contact and the conversation could be along the lines of i'm ready to go ahead with that order uh and I'll take that special price that Alex offered. Okay. And my colleague would turn and say, what special price? Yeah. Embarrassment. Mm. But also that then affects the relationship. And again, I believe one of the most important, if not the most important aspect of managing business is managing customers, the customer retention. Yes. Mm. And we all know it's hard to find a new customer. It's harder to keep them. Yes. Um, so again, having that sort of information all available, the entire history avoids those embarrassing moments. Okay, the customer feels they're dealing with the organization as a whole rather than the one person in the, in the organization. Exactly. Mm. And again, in any business, there are those several different departments that the customer has to deal with, whether it's the sales department, whether it's administration, whether it's the finance department or customer service. Right? Again, whether you're a sole trader, multinational, you have to have these elements within your business because your customer is expecting to receive the services from those different elements. Right. Okay. Okay. Can you give me any kind of scenarios or like common problems that you'd have come come across when you go to a customer and you're you're pitching the CRM as a solution to their problems? What kind of problems do do you usually face on a day to day that that you'd be solving for those people? Well, before I get into that, I want to just do highlight some statistical information related okay. to yeah. CRM. Yeah. And. Look, statistics show that by implementing a CRM, you will increase your sales by 29%. That's a not an insignificant amount, yeah. It's a massive amount, and of course, business is reliant on increasing all the time. Yeah. But it also improves productivity by 34%. Okay. And what I mean by productivity is because it, it also brings automation into your processes and your yeah. workflows. And customer retention can be increased by over 80%. And in fact, it was, uh, if I'm correct in thinking now, it was Amazon who stated when they implemented their CRM, they were able to increase repeat business by over 80%. Wow. 
Wow. Jeez. So they're significant That's, numbers. Yeah. Okay. But just to go back, so I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take one particular company um, in one particular vertical, which will lead on to a second company in the same vertical, but then also lead into a different software solution that we developed. Okay. So as a company, we're constantly developing all the time. So the example I'm going to give you is a major construction company in Dublin. Right. So they're a house builder. Um, and they, they normally have several developments on the go every year. They had an existing CRM platform, mm -hmm. but as with all businesses, your business evolves and they needed more data capture, but also more data retrieval from the, nice. from the CRM. The system they had would have done it, but it would have cost them tens of thousands for redeveloping it in the way they wanted it to do. And some of the features and functions were not possible through that particular platform. So they approached us. And again, we spent a lot of time just talking to them, understanding their business. So that's the consultation period. Okay. Learning as much as we can, but also providing them with ideas. Because we have a lot of experience mm. of, of developing the platforms for them. So one of the key features that they wanted and was not available within the CRM, which we had to develop, was mapping. So you can imagine, take a site map, a construction site map. Yeah. And every property that's been developed is a is a, a plot. Yeah. It's not a house, it's just a plot. Yeah, a plot of land. Yeah. And then there are various stages within construction and also in the sales. So they wanted a very simple map showing the, the, all the plots, but also all the different stages that each plot was in through that construction, okay. through that sales, but also through the BCMS stage as well. Um, so we created a, a map. We use uh, GPS and, and geographical information as well as geology information, the, the lay of the land. So we can do very simple 2D flat map flat maps or we could do fully integrated 3D maps as well. Okay. We created what we what they call a traffic light system. Yeah. So and that's just simple dots which were overlaid onto the map. Mm. Those dots represent different stages. Yeah. So it could be foundation, it could be the walls, it could be the roof. It could be at what they call release. So when the property is released, and yeah. that now goes into the sales marketing stage. And again, a dotting system, traffic light system for highlighting at what stage through the sales that particular property is as well. So it's a very quick overview, and that's what the board wanted. Yeah. They don't want extensive reports. They just want quick overview. They want to know where they are. So we provided that for them. So that was designed. Um, they also wanted to have color coding within the directory. So again, at what stage all the properties are at and using the color coding. So property could be um, number one, orchard place, number two, orchard place, number three, orchard place. And they're all at different stages. 
And again, within the CRM, we created color coding based on that. We also created within the customer service, the snagging, which is a key element as part of the handover of the property to the buyer. Right. And that was again, being able to set up um, an automated process. So for example, the buyer could send in an email. We created what was called email listeners. So when that specific type of email came in, it flagged. It then would list what the issue was and auto assign that to a third party to complete that snagging. And of course, that third party then would respond with a report, with a completion, and that would then be highlighted within the CRM as well. So the whole process through that snagging done automatically. Yeah, I can see how that would benefit productivity straight away because you you don't have somebody having to handle all this all the time. Exactly. Um, there's, there's always a manual process, but what we look at is trying to turn that manual into an automated process by using triggers, yeah. by using alarms and uh, uh, configuring action plans. So an action plan, plan would be when you complete stage one, you now move on to stage two within the action plan, stage three, stage four, and so forth. And it's an automated process and it's triggering you when to do that, but also at the same time triggering alarms if it's not completed within timeframes. All right, okay. Hmm. Um, so we created this, this solution, again, based on the CRM as the foundation. Yeah. And we build up on that foundation, uh, developing tools, doing all the integration. Um, they wanted it integrated with MailChimp for their marketing, which is a simple process. It's an, all, an existing feature within the platform anyway. Um, now, what would you think the cost of a solution of all that development would be to a customer? Well, uh, off the top of my head now, I'd be, I'd be putting a lot of zeros onto the end of some figures there for well, that. That was the problem. So when they looked at other third parties and their existing uh, uh, provider, it was running to tens of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we sat down, we worked it all out, and we're looking at a figure. Well, we put it in for under under nine thousand. Wow, that's astounding, actually. For but the CRM, yeah, the yeah, CRM element on its own hmm. is really if you just want to use it out the box. No. A little bit of configuration with no integration, no development work. You're looking at around about three to five thousand one-off cost. Right. And we host for our clients. Okay. So we so. have our dedicated servers in Dublin. Yeah. So we take on the full service and maintenance of the service. We also include within the licensing cost itself is the any updates, any patches, fixes, okay. new releases. Right. So a new version release, that's all included within that as well. We also do all the backups, which is done on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and we uh, provide redundancy as well. Okay, this sounds like an ideal, ideal solution. Uh, we believe it is. Mm. Uh, we take a headache away from a lot of organizations, especially the smaller companies, the SMEs, mm. where they don't have dedicated IT departments. Yeah. So obviously this system then would be accessible over mobile, et cetera, then? Uh... That is correct, yes. So, so the information, your database, mm. is available to you anywhere. 
So right. that's 24-7, 365. Yeah. All you need is a Wi-Fi connection. Okay. And you can uh, use it on your mobiles. So there's a mobile app available. Yeah. And there's a lovely little feature within the mobile app, which is voice-to-note recording. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Being a salesman, I spend a lot of time in my car. Mm-hmm. So I go do a meetings, I do appointments, and we all write notes. And on the journey back, I'm reflecting back on my meeting. And there's always something I forgot to mention or something I forgot to write down. Yeah. A key point that needs to be actioned. So as I'm driving, I open up my app and I go to my notes and I voice record. And so that's converted into text then. Very good. Excellent. And I can then also then just ring the office or send a message to the office saying, um, Mary in administration, you know, there's an action point, check the notes and can you please follow up on that? Ah, very good. Which makes your workflow an awful lot easier then after that. Mm. Exactly. But the most important thing is the notes. Whether you are the sole trader or part of a large organization, having those notes means that when you do have the time to sit down behind your desk, there are actions that need to be followed. Now what I want to do is lead into another project that we were involved in, because this particular project also led to us developing our what we call an ELCMS, which is an Enterprise Learning Content Management Solution. Right, ELCMS, right. People will call it an LMS or an e-learning platform. Okay, yeah, I think people will be more familiar with those terms that come straight to my mind when I hear that, don't I? The only, the only difference being is, is with our platform, it's a fully comprehensive solution. Okay. And that plays all the features and functions as why it's a fully comprehensive solution. So we were approached by an, an existing customer. Now, we provided into that customer a CRM solution. Uh, we did some additional development work. Some of the key areas that they asked us to do was to create portals for them. One was for the agents, selling agents. And again, it was a construction. So it's a con- builder plus property management company. Right. And they wanted a portal that was accessible to their agents who manages their properties, whether it's on a sales or a rental basis. Okay. And we created this portal which allowed the company plus the agent to upload, download information and also to make adjustments into the information. So, for example, um, in a sales process, you know, the exchange of contracts. Okay. So again, yeah. go into the, the platform as a mini user. Easiest, easiest way to describe them because they have limited access to what they can see, but also what they can do. Same way on the rental side, right? Contracts on that, but also what the payment schemes are, and that can be managed within the CRM as well. Then they also wanted a subcontractor module to manage all their subcontractors through the construction stage. Yeah. And that's key because within construction, there's a lot of compliance that has to be adhered to at all times. Lots of certificates that have to be recorded. Yeah, there's a lot of health and safety areas in the construction industry. That's right. Mm. But the uh, construction or subcontractor module means that the subcontractors can update all that information themselves and also the platform itself can trigger alarms if they're out of date. 
Okay. Now, so you're, you're shifting a, a kind of a, an admin function of your own onto your subcontractors then, and they can keep that up to date themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but also it's kept up to date within times. Right. Um, prior to having this type of system, there was always issues with, oh yeah, that particular certificate is two weeks out of date because nobody checked. It wasn't part of an automated process to check it. Yeah. They had individuals on site with out-of-date certificates. And again, yeah. that causes a whole host of potential issues relating to health and safety yeah. and compliances, legal, or oh, nightmare. So the, the subcontractor module allowed them to have this automated process that it, the ownership now was on the subcontract to ensure that all their staff who were on site are eligible to be on site. Yeah, <clears throat> and if there was any issue, obviously it would alarm, it would alert you to the fact that something was out of date. Yes. So you're automating that, that check then as well. You don't have to have a manual person going through a list of dates and going, oh, that one expired already. You've got something that gives you warning beforehand. Exactly. Hmm. So that then led on to the last one because uh, we had to del deliver that before COVID. Yeah, okay. Uh, or, you know, the industry, the sites were shut down. And then, of course, we were then issued by the government with the return to safe, return to work safety protocol. All right. Okay. So that was then published, which the government outlined all the recommendations as to what was required for reopening of businesses. And then the construction industry then got the same plus more requirements that have to be followed. Right. One of the requirements with return to work is having to do COVID training. Okay, yeah. yeah. So every every member of staff, every employee, um, employee has a requirement to do what was known as a declaration. Yeah. yeah. And then the second part was then to complete the COVID training. And of course, so, the training element had the issue because who can deliver the training when you have to do distancing? Exactly. Chicken so and egg. They realized I had this problem, but it also coincided with another problem they had, which was relating to health and safety training. Yeah. Right. Um, construction sites. Before you can go on a construction site, whether you're employed, a visitor, a contractor, whatever it may be, you have to complete what's called a site induction. Yeah. Which is health and safety training. Mm -hmm. You also have, if you're working on site, you have to have training in, in certain areas, for example, working at height. Yes. Yeah. These are all standard training programs. They're nothing special, but they all have to be done. So we were approached, could we do something? Okay. So we did. We developed a platform. And again, it was using the CRM as the foundation yeah. for all the administration aspect of online learning. So that's managing all the courses, managing all the uh, tutors, managing all the uh, content, managing all the learners. So it's an e-learning system built on top of the CRM. Exactly. Uh, hmm. And again, where, where we are unique with our CRM compared to others out there is that we can set up multiple 
databases using the same platform, which minimizes cost. A lot of um, CRM platforms will charge you per database. Okay. And of course, the number of users using that database. Yeah. So actually, that, that's, that's a big question that I have because I see that as a big query from different people with systems all the time. Uh, when you say there that the multiple users, so if someone gets um, the Acclivity CRM system, are they limited in, like you've already said, it's a once-off cost, they get in, you do the hosting and everything. They can then add as many num users or is there a limited number of users that can be using the system? Okay, so we'll break it down into two key elements. We, we the one-off payments is what we call the service support installation. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's where we do all the all the don't what I class as the donkey work for the customer. Yeah, and it's important to highlight that. Um, I met Bill Gates, oh, must be about fifteen years ago in <laughs> Las Vegas during an, uh, a, a a conference there called Comdex. Yeah, I remember that. And he mentioned right that he had developed this beautiful platform, fantastic platform, you know, it was going to change the world. And it has. But he also complained that nobody know, knew how to use it. Okay. That in most cases, people only use 10% of that software's capability. I think that's probably valid with a lot of software. A lot it of people is. only use a small amount of it. Yeah. And they tend to use what they think they need to use. Yeah. Because they don't know what it can do. Yeah, it's always the thing you show someone on a computer on some piece of software and you show them something and they're like, I never knew it could do that. My God, I can use that every day. So, You're yeah. absolutely right. The amount of times that I've been asked about, oh, something simple like cut and paste. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you can do it on the keyboard or I can do it on the mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Most people know one or the other. Yes. But realize you can do it in different ways. So, again, we spend a lot of time in that, what I class that donkey work, in that all that customization. And through that consultation period, we are able to fully customize the menus, uh, the categories, and there's unlimited number of categories we can use. Fields, again, unlimited. Tabs. But yeah. we can also customize the terminology. So the terminology is based on the company's everyday working terminology. And every yeah. industry has different terminology. Yeah. So very flexible in that. But then there's the, there is the licensing. So our platform has a um, a price of 65 euros per month per user. Okay. And that's it. They can add as many users as they want, mm -hmm. or they can remove users as well. Okay, on a, on a rolling basis, really. Yeah, it's dependent. Yeah. Again, businesses evolve, they change. Yeah. The sole trader starts off with a single license. Five years later, he's got 10 people working for him. Yeah. yeah. But the platform also evolves with his business. And when we teach what we call the super user, the administrator, how to do all the customization themselves so they don't have to keep coming back to us. So okay. unlike other platforms out there, other providers, where they will give you the platform and if you need to make any change to it, you have to go back to them and they will charge you for that. Yeah, that's more ongoing cost all the time, yeah. yeah. 
our objective is to train you to be self-administering on yourself. And okay. we sit in the background on the critical issues only. Yeah. yeah. So just to go back to the, the learning platform. So we developed this learning platform, yeah, which meant that all their staff, all their contractors, now, all their visitors, whoever it would be, uh, could do training anywhere at any time. So a simple website, all the courses are listed. Mm -hmm. right? And then, of course, you can subscribe to that course or courses. There's no limitations. The limitations is set by the administration team, whether or not you know, that course is really relevant to you. Okay. Um, and, of course, in today's world, especially in today's climate, as you mentioned, with COVID and social distancing. Yes. Right? Um, and, and we also recently heard about the, the government investing in, in, you know, in trying to kickstart the economy and yeah. putting money into training. Yeah. Right? Training so is the big area. Training, yeah. But how are you going to train these people? They can't come into a classroom. And even when schools, universities, they open up. Right? How are they going to manage when before the lockdown, the classroom had 30 students? Now, they'll be looking at 10 to 15 students in that classroom. Yeah. So what are we going to do with the other half of the students? I think anybody with kids over the last few months has seen how the learning area or the difficulties in learning online and the kids having to maybe do Zoom calls with teachers and not having a system for delivering learning over the internet. And well, it sounds like that, I know that the examples you've given so far have been in the construction industry, but it sounds like what you have can be used in any area, really. Well, I only use the construction industry because um, we've done extensive amount of redevelopment of the CRM platform. Okay. And then, of course, that also through uh, our existing business, we then transition into the online learning side as well. Yeah. We're developing a platform for clients. But you're right. Um, you know, we hear people saying about, oh, yeah, they've been doing um, learning online. The school's been using very basic, um, you know, setting up like Zoom lessons or setting yeah. up unrecorded lessons and sending it to people. There is most definitely a need now to provide more online learning capability. Yeah. And this is what we've provided, and this is why when we say it's an ELCMS, which is a enterprise learning content management solution, it covers every aspect. Right. So you're, with our platform, you're able to create your content in any format, and we call and that's a blended solution. Then yeah, you can use different formats. So you can use PDFs, documents. You can use PowerPoint, you can use video. You can also integrate so you have live lessons as well, not just recorded lessons okay. and not just um, automated lessons online which you progress through. And at, yeah. and at the end of each stage, there's also that function to be able to do a quiz, for example. And mm -hmm. as, as a trainer, it helps them understand the learner and their learning capability. Okay, yeah. Uh, so it's a um, quick test at the end of it to see where they're paying attention. <laughs> yeah, 
remember the days at school. Yeah. You're sitting down and um, your teacher would say, okay, time for a quick quiz. <laughs> and everybody panicked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody did. Uh, yeah. And that was the time I put my hand up and say, please, miss, can I go to the toilet? <laughs> uh, come back half an hour later. But um, it is just for a quick assessment on learning. That's all. Okay. More learning. But you can also extend that to being a certification type quiz. Right. Or you could then set up an assessment. Uh, you know, so it could be a short assessment or a long assessment. So again, depending on the course, it may you may need to go away and write a 2,000 word essay. Yeah. Uh, and be able to submit that. And that can be graded by the teacher, the trainer, mm -hmm. the teacher, instructor, whoever it may be that's managing that course. And the course itself can be broken up into lessons and modules. Okay. And then, of course, there's that Zoom. So you could be doing a course where the first half is all, let's just call it, all paperwork. No. Okay. And it's non-practical. Yeah. Then there could be a practical element where you need a, a classroom environment. But, of course, we can't get into classrooms. So now you can use something like Zoom okay. to create a virtual classroom. That's a live session within this course. Yeah. That's right. So that's the features and functions within our platform. But also, there's the administration aspect. Mm. You know, you've got to be able to manage all the courses. You've got to be able to manage all the learners and the tutors. Yeah. And also, a lot of companies, it's a business. Training is a business to them. They earn by delivering courses. Yeah. So you could have um, that subscription management capability again, all done within the CRM. So within the administration part, I can, I can then say, okay, Shawnee, you've applied for this course. I'll let you have the capability to do the course. Your subscriptions are paid, yeah. and you will then receive a, a link to be able to start the course. And you can, of course, do the course in your own time. Okay, yeah. Some courses, of course, are set to time. Mm. So you have to complete within a certain time. Same with assessments, you have to hand them back in in a certain time. Um, so this, a lot of this is all done in two areas, the back area and the front end. The front area is the learning area. That's the website where all the courses are listed. I can search through the course I wanna do. I can see where the courses are being held you know, what are the dates of the courses, and of course, the costs associated with the courses. I can then um, apply for the course, make my payment. Um, it can be done manually at the back end then that I'm accepted, or it could be an automated enrollment. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Um, but it's important also to remember that the learning experience is mm. critical. Yeah. Now, the learning experience is in two areas. That's the, the look and feel, but also the content. Now, of course, as a company, we don't build the content. That's yeah. down to the educator. Um, but having the different formats available to do that, they can make that content interesting and interactive. Yes. Yeah, that it's not just a, a simple screen of clicking next, next, next through a couple of slides 
like a PowerPoint presentation or something like that. What you have sounds like it, it really is a solution to the whole e-learning, like across whether it's a training course or whether it's a classroom environment, your system can adapt to that. Exactly. Mm. And um, we all live in a world of learning. Yeah. We may not think it, but every day we're learning something new. It may be something that's said to us, something that we've read, something we've seen. Right? Um, in today's world, there are more professional learners than mm. at any other time. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm the whole idea of having you on here is so that the listeners can learn all about your company and your services. So even as that as a facility and as simple as case is, uh, is, is, is a bit of, I won't call it teaching, but the listeners are learning <laughs> something new. Yes. Yes. And it's fantastic. I, I, I love learning myself. Mm. Uh, it helps in my business learning something new, learning about the competition, learning about the market, learning about new technology. And it, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. I believe everybody is always learning. It's important. Uh, okay. And in business, it's also important for upskilling and promotion. If Indeed. we want to get promoted, we've got to learn those new skills. Correct. Yeah. To be able to go up. Yeah. Okay, Alex, um, thanks so much for your time. I uh, just uh, want to know, can you let the listeners know how can they get in touch with the company? What's the website address and how could they get in touch if they want more information? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So the company's web address is activitycrm.ie. So that's www.activitycrm.ie. Okay. But we also have a demo site on the e-learning platform. Okay. And uh, the address to that is learning.activitycrm.ie. Okay, right. What I'll do is I'll put those, um, when this goes up online, the, the, on the page, when this gets podcasted on the, our website on lccr.ie, I'll put links to those in the show notes as well. So people can go and do that. So I presume that they, if they just simply Google Activity CRM anyway, they'll, they'll find you straight away anyway. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And uh, you're probably on, like, LinkedIn or Facebook or as well. Both. Absolutely. Okay. We all use the social media. Okay. Uh, um, that's the new way of marketing. Indeed, it is. I learned. Yeah. Okay, Alex, uh, thanks so much for your time again. And we'll probably get to talk to you again some stage in the future. Oh, I'd love to. And thank you very much for having me on your show. Okay, thanks. I hope your listeners also have enjoyed this session. All right. So um, thanks to Alex there from Activity for a bit of information there about CRMs and how important they are. Uh, so the website address there for those again is activitycrm.ie. Uh, so um, there's just a bit of time left for me to cover a few small bits and pieces going happening in the world of tech at the moment. So uh, first one, first up here is um, about uh, Microsoft's, uh, they have this uh, print nightmare patch. 
so anybody might, some people might be following this, but uh, over the last few weeks, they've had some problems with their uh, printer spooling software on uh, servers, and it was causing a remote uh, execution problem. Uh, it was supposedly at the start, it was just down to a local threat, uh, but it turned out there was a remote execution code in it. And a patch was issued recently for that, but it appears to have not worked. So um, there's still that problem, this print nightmare vulnerability in Windows Server. So if you have a Windows Server in your business, then the recommendation would be to disable the print spooler service um, or disable the inbound remote printing um, in the group policy. So until until a patch becomes available on that. So uh, definitely if you are relying on the print spooler software on Windows Server, then um, you might want to get that fixed because it opens up the possibility of uh, remote code execution, which could lead to a hacking data loss or even the major issues around ransomware that are going on at the moment. So uh, that's a big one. And staying with Microsoft, um, the Windows 11, the Windows, uh, the uh, what's what do you call developer insider uh, channel is open for Windows 11, but uh, there seems to have been sparked a bit of, um, I suppose, a, a backlash on Microsoft about what what um, what PCs and what motherboards are going to support Windows 11 uh, once it starts uh, getting into the mainstream and out into hands. And there's been a few a bit of clarification on it, but Microsoft have also rolled back a small bit on it as well. So uh, the first thing that they said is that uh, to support Windows 11, the machine has to have a minimum of one gigahertz, 64 bit dual core CPU, four gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of storage. So that alone on its own is covering uh, most um, most modern PCs and uh, motherboards out there. Um, it needs a nine inch display with a minimum of um, 1366 by 768 resolution which again is pretty standard and it needs in the um, graphics it needs DirectX 12 capability and uh, this is the part then that, that uh, started causing a bit of um, a discussion online where okay it needs the EUFI uh, BIOS which again pretty standard needs secure boot and it needs TPM 2.0 which is the trusted platform module and that's an, um, an extra security um, module that would usually be embedded into most uh, modern motherboards uh, but there are quite a few that are not up to 2.0 quite yet and would still be on uh, maybe the 1.2 standard uh, so as a um, as I had, there was a bit of a, I suppose, online discussions over and back with Microsoft support, and uh, they were questioning this uh, TPM 2.0, and Microsoft have uh, since clarified that um, that TPM support is kind of a soft requirement, and uh, that uh, some uh, maybe uh, people with TPM 1.2 would still be able to get the. Um, with still get to get Windows 11, so they've kind of rolled back a small bit on it by saying that it's a soft requirement and um, that if it's not fitted, would you'd still be able to upgrade to Windows 11. So effectively, you're going to be looking at most machines. Um, I think it was around 2015 that two point TPM 2.0 came out. Uh, so you're you're talking about machines made in. Uh, and motherboards made in the last five six years. Most of them uh, would have. 
the, that those meet those requirements. So um, I think uh, by these specifications, it looks as though a lot of people are going to be able to upgrade to Windows 11 without any problems. And uh, as most machines, even if you don't have enough RAM, most machines you can quite cheaply get a, a RAM upgrade these days. Um, although the prices of chips and RAM and storage is actually going up because there is a lot of shortages um, in that area across the world at the moment, uh, causing even knock-on effects effects into the uh, into the car industry where new car availability is, uh, there's shortages there because of uh, chip supplies. So that's Windows 11, just an update on that. Um, also moving on then with uh, Google. So um, Google have, uh, they've removed a number of malicious apps in their uh, Play Store. So my seven days usually talk about this and we were actually even saying, uh, recently given advice that like, if you're looking to get an app and you want to download it and trust it that you stick to like Apple's iOS um, App Store, which is the only place you can get them at the moment, and they're very curated. Uh, but saying that in, on Android, to make sure you go to the Google Play Store and don't download apps that come from different websites. Um, but here we have that there was uh, apparently nine apps uh, that had been identified as stealing Facebook usernames and passwords off uh, the users. So if this was installed on your phone and you had a Facebook account, these apps were taking your username and password, most likely. Um, um, I suppose being sold on the dark web afterwards for access into your Facebook accounts. Um, and there was uh, nine uh, apps that were identified. Um, and um, one of them, like a photo editing software called PIP Photos. And that was, uh, I think there was more than 5 million downloads of that. Um, and there's some other ones that... Um, were downloaded uh, rubbish cleaner horoscope daily in well fitness some of these things so it just shows that even with the best um, with the best intentions and going through the default channels these apps can still make it in so you have to be pretty uh It'll be pretty safe, and especially if you have devices that you're uh, that you've given to your kids, uh, maybe try and make sure there's enough parental controls on those that you can lock those down, and uh, don't let them go downloading apps until you have uh, maybe done your research and vetted them out and uh, given uh, given the all clear on it. Um, usually, if you do a bit of like if you are looking for a new app, most of the time when I'm looking for something, if there, if I haven't heard of the manufacturer or if, or the uh, the app itself, I usually you just do a bit of uh, googling on it just go go and type in the app name and look for reviews or uh, just put the app name and problems issues or um, anything like that just kind of do your do your bit of research you you it won't take long you kind of you, you'll get a feel for it within the first couple of minutes and a uh, couple of minutes well spent so that's it here for this week and um, back again in a couple of weeks time thanks for listening You've been listening to Tech Post, a Limerick Post podcast in association with Limerick City Community Radio. If you have any tech questions or topics you'd like to see covered, or if you have any local tech news that you want featured, please email techpost at limerickpost.ie. The show is produced by Eric Fitzgerald, and theme music is kindly supplied by Limerick's Dylan Flynn and the Dead Poets, and you can find their great music on Spotify or Apple Music. You can follow Limerick Post on Twitter at Limerick Post, and if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it or leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. 
and make sure you subscribe to get other great podcasts from the Limerick Post.